You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. Yes! <laughs> We're back! Love it. Love it. It must be summertime because Rookie Blue is back on TV in America and we're happy about it. And back it. in our lives. And back in our lives. Um, welcome to the After Buzz TV after show for Rookie Blue season five, episodes one and two because we got a big two hour premiere tonight, which was nice. Awesome. Yeah, it was I amazing. Mean, we waited a whole year. Well, maybe. Well, the last episode was in September, but it felt but like a full year. It felt like two years. I mean, so, it's definitely overdue. Yeah. I am Tiana Hobson, and joining me, I have my partner in red. Hello, Hello. everyone. Marissa Serafini. <laughs> Welcome back, Marissa. Welcome back, Tiana. Thank you. We have our red and blue going on again. We're very happy about this. Yeah. And just like last season. Just Woo! like Rick and Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Yes. Yes. Steven, our engineer. Turn down what? Yeah. Yes. This is how we started. This is how we started. This is how we started. Thank you Thank to you, our awesome Steven. engineer Steven for bringing us Ready? out some champagne, some champs, clink clinks, and we're going to toast to you guys. Mm. Mm. That's good. Prosecco. Mm. Really good. Really good. All right, well, let's get into this really good episode. We're going to start with episode one. Oh my god. Is oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so glad they picked up exactly where we left off because it was a cliffhanger episode in season four finale and then I'm I'm glad that they didn't go like a day later and we we're like, what happened? It was right in the middle yeah. of the action. Or like fast forward three months and be like, Okay, you know, Sam's in recovery and right. Chloe's doing this. Like, like that no. happened. Yeah. No, we are right here. It's the same night mm-hmm. and everyone is losing their minds. Um so recap. Sam's been shot. Um, Shaw's been shot. Chloe's been shot. There was that murder. That yeah, cop- Kevin Ford. Yeah, came through. Going, came through and was just shooting cops left and right, picking them off like they were sardines. I don't know if you pick <laughs> sardines or not, but I'm gonna go with it. You can. Um, <laughs> we have Andy tell told Swarick in the ambulance that she loved him. Yep, but she's dating Nick. Yeah, and poor Nick. Poor this Nick. Episode. Oh my gosh. I feel for him. And but at least Andy, not to jump too far ahead, we'll get into it obviously, but at least Andy did feel bad and was honest about it. Yeah. Up front. Up front and honest. I, I still am holding out for Andy and Nick. I know, I'm I still love them like, two together. Okay, she can do this. Um so let's talk about Andy and Dove. They're both waiting. Dove is sitting there because, you know, he finds out that Chloe's married. Mm-hmm. Her husband Wes. has shown up, and Wes, that <laughs> jerk. Yeah, I was th- gonna think of another name, but jerk. Is yeah, fine. <laughs> I was trying to keep a G PG. That's maybe. good. Um, better than I am. Yeah, he shows up and is like, "I'm her husband." She has a blood clot that he's like, "Don't remove," because I'm her husband and I get to make these choices. 
Um, and, and I was like, who are you? Because we saw him last episode, last season. We're like, who are you to just come out of the blue and make all these choices and be all possessive and be like, where the heck were you to, you know, even have the right to choose over her life? Exactly. Life decisions. So to kind of clear their heads a little bit, um, the captain sends them off to the diner down the road. Like, go grab some food, Be come back in 20 minutes. If anything changes, I'll call you. Yeah, because they were only up for 22 hours. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, 22, psh, psh, that's nothing. That is nothing. I mean, call me when you're at 48. <laughs> no, <laughs> Seriously. Don't. Because no, but they're cops. I'm sure they had a really busy work day. And so yeah. I'm sure they deal with a lot more stuff than the normal person would in yes. an average 24-hour time it, period. And especially that day. It had been a rough one. Mm-hmm. So at the diner, you know, Dove kind of sees some sketchy-looking people. At the booth, We, th- they thought they were high because of high. what they were ordering. And they weren't eating the food. But in fairness, it was 4 a.m., so yeah. who's to judge anyone in the orders that, that they're I was like, the I'd have that, that order want. if I was just drunk right now. <laughs> I mean, or maybe if I was sober and just really hungry at 4 a.m. I mean, it's a diner. Eat whatever you Eat want. Eat whatever you want. Order pancakes and chicken strips and a side of ranch. That That's fine. <laughs> I know. I just make myself hungry. <laughs> maybe we should go after this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to that diner. Um, turns out they were there to rob the place. Yeah. And... I didn't... I Honestly, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I'm like, they're just sketchy people. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But to it was such a random robbery, I thought. It was, because of all the places to go rob, guys, if we're going to case the joint... Like, actually case the joint first to know how, you know, they get their money system planned out. Because this guy only opens the safe once a night at the end of the day. He, that's the only time the safe will open. So you're not going to get anything if you go in there an hour before it's time. Mm-hmm. So number one, know how the money works. Number two, don't pick a diner on a slow night. No. That was just a stupid place to go thinking they were going to get a ton of money. Well, it shows that they didn't really think about anything, that they were inexperienced, and maybe they just wanted to start a new life for them. But, but this was probably one of the first robberies they ever <laughs> tried yeah, to commit. I mean... Just amateurs. Amateurs. Rookies. Rookies, exactly. (laughs) Um, Of course, Dove and Andy are trying to, you know, keep it under under wraps that they're cops because they don't want this to take a... They're not in uniform. Yeah, they're not in uniform. They're off duty, technically. So they're trying to, you know, they hand over their watches, their cell phones, their wallets, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Easy peasy. And then you have the pregnant lady who's... (laughs) <laughs> wants a milkshake. She wants a milkshake. I mean, don't deny a pregnant lady and her milkshakes. No, I mean, don't mess with pregnant people. No. One thing I've learned if, in life. If they're craving anything, don't mess with Just them. Just let them have it, it. Give it to them, back away. Yeah, but the owner kind of tries to sneak a message to her. On a receipt. Gets him on a receipt, which, I mean... I mean, I think anyone would try to. Yeah. And But it's just surprising with the amount of... Short, like, there were maybe six people in that diner. Yeah. Not one of them could grab a cell phone. I mean, I've never been, fortunately never been in a hostage situation, but the way that they couldn't do anything was kind of surprising. Like, they're not really paid attention to anyone. Yeah. I'm sure someone could probably, like, trick alarm, you yeah, know. Yeah, trick alarm or something. Yeah, you're one of those silent alarms, get someone. Yeah. Somehow. Or, you know, maybe, like, look the lady in her eye and be like, Sorry, ma'am, you can't come in, like, hard winking at her. You know, she'd be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you blinking at me? I mean, that would have blown it. But, you know, clearly the robbers don't appreciate him trying to 
sneak off a message. And I don't even think we got the robber's names. It was just a girl and the guy. guy's name? I thought I wrote it down. Nope. I didn't. <laughs> nope. But she kept she kept saying his name, but he okay. didn't really use her name, which I thought was really dumb on her part. First of all, like, clearly they can identify you, and now you're giving them a first name to go off of? Like, mm-hmm. it's just really gonna be But it easy. really, unfortunately, didn't matter for didn't, the guy. Yeah, because, I mean, you have the waitress who finally gets her moment to grab that shotgun. shotgun. I was like, wait, we've had a Whoa. shotgun this whole time? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where did that come here from? Forever, and there was a shotgun behind the register that no one was like, hey, let me get over to that a little quicker. Yeah. Um, and she just blow, blasts him, like, doesn't even... Totally. Doesn't no even warning, like, just like, hey, I got yeah. my gun, and I'm gonna shoot you. Like, in that situation, as someone who, like, has... I mean, I... I fired a gun for the first time, like, a couple weeks ago, like, a shooting range. Mm -hmm. But, like, as someone who doesn't shoot guns, if I was holding that gun at someone, I'm not sure I would be able to pull the trigger. It would have been, like, shaky, like, hey, like, put your weapon down. You would have some hesitation. Yeah. My And my thing was, like, she she really just fired that thing. Boom. No warning whatsoever, because he was waving around his pistol, but she just shot him. She just blank. Boom. And... That was unexpected. Yeah, I thought she, she was at least going to like warn him or something and like calm him down, talk him out of it. That did not happen. Yeah, that did not happen. And let's be honest, I, you can't hit a target your first shot. So she was clearly trained in something because <laughs> I, mean, I, she's had experience. Yeah, she's had experience shooting that gun before because it's very hard to hit a target. I learned. So, but that oh, the way he died though, that poor. I mean, I mean, he, that was unfortunate. Yeah, because, because you realize that he's just a kid. Yeah, and he was timid throughout the whole thing. He was not the this sort of aggressive person in that you know relationship. Mm-hmm. It was the woman who was yelling at everyone. She was the the one that was enacting, and she was the alpha female in that whole situation. And he and you can tell he was hesitant throughout the whole thing. He didn't want to go through with it, and he's the one that got the short end. The yeah, stick. and he was just like, "Tell my mom I love her." Oh. And it's clear that you know he didn't have a good relationship with her because. Like, that was part of the reason why they were robbing the place, so that they could have money, money to go away and do things on their own. And I just felt so bad for him in the end. Her, not so much. I hope she rots in jail. Um, <laughs> well, she, she'll she definitely get justice, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And then this whole time that this is going on, you have Chloe, who has is awake, has already sent Wes away, and is calling for a dove. For a dove. Like, leaving him message after message. Like, why aren't you calling me back? What's a girl got to do to get some attention over here? Yeah. You know, and you have um, good old Shaw trying to keep Shaw. her company and helping <laughs> like, her leave messages. Okay. And that was a very cute moment to show their relationship a little bit more. I love Shaw. It was. I mean, and Shaw's the perfect guy to, you know, be that anyone's friend. And especially in that situation where Chloe, you can tell she was getting really concerned. Yeah. And maybe questioning her decision to go with Dove instead of... West. Yeah, I think she thought so Doug was cool. really mad at her about not. Yeah, and also call. it is. I mean, it is four a.m. 
Maybe he could have been sleeping, but we know that he was stuck in a hostage yeah, situation. in a hostage situation. And by the time he gets there, she's in cardiac arrest. Coding. Coding. I, That's never good. Yeah, I'm, like, biting my teeth, like, oh, my gosh, did they really let her come on the first episode just to kill her off? I know. I, like, thought, this, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, they can't kill Chloe, not in the premiere. We love her. She's an amazing character. And then I had, like, flashbacks to other TV shows, like, Great Anatomy and ER. Yeah. Like, they're known for killing people off in, like, premieres not the finale and yeah. premieres i'm like what if they did kill chloe that would i sucked yeah i was like look there's three of them in the hospital right now one of them might not make it it's probably going to be chloe right now and she's the most critical yeah and i was like oh my god what's gonna happen what's gonna happen like we, we were both holding our breaths throughout <laughs> that whole scene yeah, i'm like screaming at the tv um but luckily she pulls through and she is safe and sound and dove is there for Aww. her, and they're happy. Love it. Love it. I love those two. That was such a sweet moment. She also said, like, you're the one that I want to be with. You know, just definitely, you know, defining that relationship. <laughs> yeah, definitely defining it. Um, who else should we... Oh, um, Nick is... Everyone's looking for Nick. Yeah, because he's the one that shot Kevin Ford. Yeah. So you, you're going to have to question him. Yeah. He, Get a statement. They need a statement from him about, you know, everything that happened. I don't really like the inspector guy. Yeah, and Jarvis. Jarvis. New yeah, guy. Not a fan Question mark. Questionable guy. Yeah, because especially um, just by the end, you know, how he was, like, putting the blame on... The precinct. Yeah, like the two different ways you can look at the situation. The Mm -hmm. negative way that makes you look bad or the positive way that still kind of makes you look bad. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyways, I don't like him. I have a prediction about him. Yeah. Um, Well, he is, like, screaming at everyone to find Nick. Nick, meanwhile, is ignoring phone calls and he's in the car. It's kind of like, where is he going? What's he doing? Turns out he went to go get Sam's sister. Yeah. Sam, Sam has, has a, a sister. family. Yeah. Which is funny because did we ever really think about Sam's family? We no. know we he, he's kind of a lone wolf and we didn't really think of Sam's background. No. At least I haven't. I hadn't either. I mean I figured that, you know, I guess I assumed he was an only child and his parents were dead. Yeah, or he's just estranged from his yeah his parents. At least I didn't would not even have thought he had siblings. Yeah, and his sister says something very in- interesting. She keeps saying that you know their family is messed up, and what does you know Nick even think she can do for him? But mm-hmm. the only reason she's going is because she thinks her brother might die. Yeah, and I guess she doesn't want him to be alone. And also because Sam's also in the hospital, and he it's. He needs his next to kin to make any decisions over him. So we're like, hey, we have to get Sam's family in order to, like, go through these operations. Yeah. Um, And finally, you know, he brings her there. Sam's fine. Sam's Mm going to be okay. Um, And then this is when Nick and Andy have to have their little talk in the hospital hallway before he goes to give a (laughs) statement. And I, I was very proud of Andy for, you know, admitting that she did this i mean i guess she had already told dove so she had to tell right nick Nick. but being honest and upfront uh did you like nick's reaction to it i thought that was completely you know justified that he would walk away and be like you know what all right let it be like (laughs) i'll see you around yeah see you around to me that i was just like Ooh, is that a breakup? Burn. I was like, so he didn't say, like, see you at work, see you tomorrow, we'll talk about this later. It yeah. was just, 
I'll see, see you around. around. That that hurts. I mean, even if Andy is in love with Sam, which I mean, I get. I think I mean, that she started dating Nick very soon after you know their breakup. Andy and Sam will clearly always have some sort of a connection, and I think that when you're in love with someone, that there's always a part or like a piece of you that's with that person forever. Whether or not you're actually supposed to continue to go back to that person like is by case by case and personally i would like to see andy move on from swarek and into nick <laughs> yes <laughs> into nick i agree i mean i do like uh swarek and andy together but i'm really enjoying nick and andy i mean they have amazing chemistry yeah. i'm enjoying the person andy is when she's with nick yeah because nick is a great guy too and we know sam has baggage he i mean not to say that's you know, a deal breaker, but Nick is a great guy. He's a safe choice. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Andy needs in her life. And let's think about this. You practically ruined your friendship with Gail. Yeah. To date her ex-boyfriend. Uh, and then for it, twice. Yeah. And for it to not even work out between you two, like for you to just be like, actually, I'm still like, if you're going to break up a friendship over a guy, you have to be 100% sure that you're other over the other guy before you get involved with him. Absolutely. And I just think that Andy acted too fast and. But she did admit she was caught up in the moment. All those emotions came back to her. I don't blame her because she does truly love Sam and that her real feelings came out. But I think again, it was in the moment. I think it was very much in the moment and. I don't think that it's the end of Nick and Andy, or at least so. Nick there's, fighting for Andy. There's definitely going to be tension in the next few episodes. Who knows where it's going to lead to, though? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. But, you know, um, Swarek tells Andy, you know, like, hey, I'm done. Like, I just almost died. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to, you know, make this thing, like... For real. All right. And Again. Like, okay. It's like, I'm sick of being sad. And she's yeah. like, me too. But you were just so happy with Nick, Andy. Make up your mind. She's conflicted. She's, conflicted, she's an emotional, conflicted woman. I get it. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we didn't really get to see a lot of Gail this episode, but... But we saw enough. But we saw enough of her. You know, she's... she's definitely she's a lesbian. Definitely a lesbian. She <laughs> left the hospital because she didn't think anyone wanted her around. Um, she goes to her girlfriend's house. Holly. Holly. And, yeah. um, while there, she goes in the bathroom and decides to give herself a nice little haircut. haircut. I mean, when anything big happens in a woman's life, they have to change their hair in I, some I shape feel like or form. all the girls on this show, Gail is the one who every season comes back with, like, something different about her hair. And that's the cool thing about Gail, because we wouldn't really expect it from this kind of... On the outside, she seems like a cold woman. Mm -hmm. But on the inside, she's really a big, you know, she's all gushy. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's more soft than what she's letting on. And that's the nice, unexpected thing with her character. Because you really don't know where she's going. Yeah. And I thought it was nice that we got to see her open up to Holly. You know, we got to see Gail vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And not vulnerable in the way of, you know, like last season after, you know, she'd been kidnapped and all that stuff. Like, Ooh, not that like was season three, but oh, season three. not like scary vulnerable because, you know, like she might die, but vulnerable because of her friends and just real emotions, like with people who she actually cares about. And that's the first time we were really kind of seeing that, you know, oh, there is a heart. She does care about these guys and they just. 
Yeah, and don't a, know it. a lot has actually happened to Gail, and she mentioned mentioned it with all the inches of her hair. You know, mm-hmm. this is when Nick broke up with me. This is when he broke up with me twice, and then yeah. this is when I got kidnapped. And like all these things that would have her emotional conflict within her. You know, like yeah, get rid of it. Yeah, I like it. She she looks cute, and I love the line where she's like, "Nope, you're not getting rid of me." <laughs> like, <laughs> not so fast. Yeah, not so fast. Like, but uh, no going back, yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, yep, they're definitely girlfriends now. And then the the other major thing that we have to talk about from this episode, because this premiere episode was just full of everything, mm-hmm. um, Tracy forgets Ooh. to go pick up Dex and Leo, Leo sorry. Leo. Oh my gosh. Yeah, forgets Leo's to go pick up Leo from the babysitter, and it's now 4 Boring. o'clock in the morning, and... First of all, the babysitter, did she just drop the kid in front of the precinct and drive off? Because I'm not leaving my child with her anymore. It, well, it seems like it. But we we do know from past episodes that Tracy always had the the struggle of balancing work and her child. And this was just another episode where she let work get overcome that. And she forgot about Leo. Again. In her defense, you know, she did have a couple friends get shot. Yeah, I mean, the precinct it was, was like shot. I it feel was like a busy the, night. Yeah, I feel like but. if the babysitter had just, you know, turned on the local news, maybe she would have been like, you know what, Leo, I think mom's gonna be a little tied up tonight because <laughs> cops are being shot left and right. Yeah. Why don't you just, you know, go to sleep on the couch and we'll get you home in the morning. Yeah, and also, unfortunately, Leo's getting older, too, so he's more aware of the situation, and he is probably old enough to speak out that, hey, I'm getting annoyed now. Why do you keep forgetting me at the babysitters? Why do you keep neglecting to pick me up on time? Yeah, and then this is when Dex... showing. Yeah. He's like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, I mean, Leo called his dad, you know, to come pick him up because he just wanted to go to sleep so bad, and now we have Dex threatening... To you know, call custody. custody custody battle for custody battle. That's not going to be good. Never good. But I love that um, knight in shining armor, Steve Peck. Love him. Is like, hey, you don't have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. I want to be there. Like I'm down. You know, I want to be with you. Leo comes with you, so I want to be part of yeah. Leo's life. I want you and everything that comes with you. Yeah. Aww. But then he does something kind of shady, and he makes that phone call to. Mm-hmm. Whoever. Investigation on on Dexter. I mean, being a good boyfriend, yes. Being an overprotective boyfriend, maybe. Breaking the law, definitely. Because you can't just have someone run background checks, like, through the police system for no reason. Trust me, my friend works for the CHP, and I've asked her to do it for me. And she's (laughs) like, I can get fired for this. But maybe Steve... Steve is high enough. I mean, he's definitely, that family is high enough to get away with whatever they want. Absolutely. He has has connections. Why not use them? Yeah, but like. I mean, I don't, because I, maybe I just don't mind Steve using his power for that. (laughs) If it's for Tracy's benefit, might, morality-wise, it might not be the best. But I don't trust Dexter Slate either. So, yeah, you know what? I want to find out more about this Dexter guy. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know much about him, but I just kind of want to know. We know that Steve works in the gang department, so his shadiness scares me in that way of, like, are you, like, going to go get someone to go over and threaten him, go beat him up? Like, mm-hmm. what What are you willing to, what lengths are you willing to go to for this right now? Yeah. 
But what are we going to find out about Dexter first? Well, I mean, we know he doesn't have a job, so, you know, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Tracy was like, how can someone who not have a job get full custody? Yeah, like all of a sudden he's the better he's parent the better because, you know, she's probably paying him alimony, too. So Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a catch-22. It really is, but I don't know what Steve exactly is up to, but I got my eye on him because... Don't trust him. Don't trust him. I mean, don't trust Dexter either, but mm, we shall see. Yeah, but you know what you can trust, Marissa? What? Maria Menounos' new book, The oh, Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thank you. I trust it. Um, it's everything you need to know to get that summer bod ready. We are in the height of summer, and ladies and gentlemen, because guys can learn stuff from this too. Yep. Don't be fooled by the title. There's recipes, there's workout ideas, there's nutrition guides, and plenty and plenty of pictures. So make sure you guys interviews. go interviews. Make sure you guys go buy this book. It's it will be your bible for the summer and for life for life for 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 everything mm-hmm. and I can't say enough good things about this and I'm totally not biased at all but it's just it's an, an amazing, amazing read. easy read yeah, yeah absolutely you will fly through this I mean there's there's tons of pictures so don't let if book sizes <laughs> scare you don't be scared because there are lots of pictures in here so make sure you go check that out and tweet Maria and let her know that you love her book because we love it and we know that you'll love it and you can trust us because we watch Rookie Blue exactly so Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. I have an itch on my nose. I'm not <laughs> picking it. I swear it just itches right there. Okay. So I think that was it for episode one. Yeah. I think that was it for episode one. So we can get into episode two where we have <laughs> Shaw, who's going to be the acting staff sergeant. Yeah. What happened to Best? He, Best yeah, at the end of Because Jarvis. The, yeah. Jarvis made him hand over his badge. So. Dang. I don't know if that's the end of best or I if, sure hope not. Well, because I don't know if that was their way of kind of like getting to write him out of it or mm-hmm. if he's going to come back and fight it. I mean, he's already someone who we don't see all the time. But he's and, there, but he's like, there, at parade every yeah, single episode. Yeah, at parade every episode. And now you have Shaw kind of being the leader. And, you know, it's so... <laughs> and Shaw doesn't want the job at first. He's like, I'm I'm, I'm not a white shirt. Like, I get along with everyone. Yeah, I like I mean, hanging out. It's kind of hard to have the someone who you see as more of a friend and confidant being your authoritative, you know, leader instead of... So it's going to be hard to get people's respect in that way, because he, we, we just said it, like, Shaw loves everyone. He's the nicest, friendliest guy. And then to have him put him in a leadership role, that's going to be hard for anyone to, like, really, to really give him the respect that he should get. Yeah, because you see him at the first parade, like, he's kind of even a little hesitant. He's like, uh, so... <laughs> Your, your, name's on the, your Simon's on the board. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. And, you know, yeah. everyone's hooting and hollering and clapping for him and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how people take direction from him. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, he will step up and do a great job. But then I also, I thought he would be more hesitant to take it because, you know, he's friends with Best. And, yeah. I mean, but maybe he doesn't know why Best did what he did because of the Inspector Jarvis guy. Right. But we know that he's the best guy for the job, yeah. so I might as well. Out of everyone there, he's he's the only one who could do it. Um, <clears throat> we also yeah. have Sam, who ha- or Sam, who thinks that Andy should go be the new rookies 
T.O. T.O. Um, I kind of, I know that they're not think- rookies anymore, but I still feel like she's too close to being a rookie. Yeah, because. They all still make those rookie mistakes. mistakes. So yes, exactly. You shouldn't be teaching anyone else what to do. Well, if you think about it, she was a rookie cop. Now she's a rookie T.O. <laughs> so <laughs> rookie still applies to everybody's life. I think that the T.O. should have to go through a training to be a T.O. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you can't. I don't think I'm not sure how the police force works, but they should be able to go through like training sessions and be like, all right, you're certified to be a training officer. Mm -hmm. And now you can take on that responsibility. Yeah. So the new rookie is Officer Duncan Moore, who (laughs) from the moment you meet this guy, you're just like, oh, you poor thing. You poor, poor thing. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. like, got his go bag all over the floor. He's just... He's a mess He's a already. mess. He, you can tell he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and <laughs> him and Andy, you know, are doing their thing. Andy's like, oh, well, you know, it's my first time. I'm a rookie, too. And, you know, they're really connecting. And she's like... But he's very ambitious is the word we're going to use for him. Because, yeah. you know, he's very, like, gung-ho. And he's going through all these different scenarios. She's like, you guy's pointing a gun at you. What do you do? I shoot him. I shoot him. I no. shoot him dead. And you're like, no. <laughs> like, call me. <laughs> call me. It's like anything you see or is happening, call me. Like, Yeah. Just- call your training officer first. I thought it was interesting how Andy was like, I'm a rookie too. I don't think you should tell that to your rookie. I mean, yeah. because you say that right from the get-go, your rookie's not going to take you seriously. Be mm-hmm. like, hey, she's learning too, you know? I, I don't, why should I have that, you know, leadership or that respect for her position if she's still a rookie too? I mean, I can, I get she, Andy wanted to connect in that way and just be open about it, but I wouldn't say that to your training. Yeah, because I I think back when Andy or anytime we saw Shaw, you know, training anyone, he was never trying to be their friend, really. It sort of would happen more naturally. And I think that since this is Andy's first time, you know, doing it, you know, she's going to learn by trial and error just like everyone else. So, yeah, I mean, by the end, she started getting it together. But, you know. She, she definitely made some mistakes yeah. throughout the... So they respond to a beanie yeah. at a pawn shop. Pond. And when they get in there, they find a homeless man chilling on the, <laughs> on the ground. Joseph Busan? Yeah, which I knew from the start that it was a fake name. I didn't know who it would turn out to be, but I was just like, that just doesn't sound like a real name. Yeah. Come on, guys. Especially spurting off haikus before that yeah you know like like, this guy is not real (laughs) yeah he is not real um so duncan (laughs) wants to you know he's like i mean regardless of if he's actually the guy who broke in or not you know this is still trespassing we should still book him and he's like i mean just check the guy if he doesn't have anything send him him on his way she goes snooping around the place and finds the owner tied up in the back dead yeah and now all of a sudden it's a murder a homicide. It's a homicide, and they just let like one of the, <laughs> the, the their one best of the lead victims walk <laughs> out, and he's a homeless man. So how are we gonna find him? Yep. Um, Andy, <laughs> I would have still booked him too. The, the mean, homeless guy, or at least you throw him in the drunk tank for a little bit. You know, let him sleep it off, kind of deal. Like, yeah. And then bonus, he's homeless. He gets somewhere warm to like sleep off this buzz he's night. got going for you know the day or whatever. Yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> so um, 
next they have to go give, or they have to go find the homeless man. Because, you know, Tracy's like, I can't believe you let him go. Tracy's trying to have an eight-hour day. Um, They let him go. So they go and they find him. They take him back to the precinct. And they get his fingerprints. And then they have to go over to the owner's um, house to notify his wife that he's dead. This is where you just... Duncan. Duncan. Goodness. First, like, such a rookie. I didn't know what he threw in his mouth before he went in until he was like, I got a peanut stuck in my throat. I'm like, who did, like, I'm firing up, who takes peanuts to fire up? And fuel up. I don't know. But I think they, they just, they, it was amazing how they really differentiated the rookie from Andy. Like, he is definitely a rookie. He's making all the most stupid mistakes that you could possibly, having your cell phone go off coughing up a storm at like exp- you know saying bad information in the wrong way i yeah. mean definitely all these rookie mistakes just to like really hit it over our heads he's definitely a rookie yeah if you were andy would you have let him deliver that death notification no. i would like, even like, be, even go before, back like, to the car get over yourself takes you know calm down don't stop coughing and then when you're done you can come in or something yeah, I don't Not I think that, that for his first day and since Andy didn't read his file or anything about, you know, what he was like at the academy, mm-hmm. you know, for him to be like, "Oh, we did a million of these test things at the academy and I I blew through them." I would have been like, "I don't know that for a fact. You could be making this information up to me right now. Like there's not like I can't contradict you. So for this for the time being today, you're mm-hmm. going to watch me and how I do everything. Tomorrow, I'll start letting you do stuff. Exactly. I th- I think Andy let him have too much freedom as a rookie on definitely on yeah. his first day. I mean, and she was just in that position a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, she should have known that because in her first episode, she was like, we learned this and this in at the academy. And then she's clearly learned that the academy doesn't teach you everything. And then when he's saying the same lines to her, I learned this at the academy, that doesn't mean jack squat. Especially yeah. out on the field. Yeah, especially out on the field. So, you know, the wife kicks them out and they go back to the precinct where Shaw is like, I've already got a call from her. She's going to file a complaint. P.S. You know that that is Alonzo Santana's stepson that you're training who is the commissioner of mm-hmm. the force no nope. so <laughs> and he's like why didn't you tell me he's like that's why i was trying to get you to not volunteer yourself like i wanted him to sit at the desk so i could assess him and see where he would fit who would be a good to for him and you know and you jumped at it you jumped at it like so a now, rookie would yeah so now you got to deal with it because you know he's yours yeah. and oliver gives her really good advice he's like hey remember how you know the saying, like, slow down, we're in a rush. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's why I used to chew gum, take Get a bite a of a sandwich, like, anything, just to slow down, to, like, give you a second to absorb what's happening, what's going on. I thought that was really smart. It was Re- really smart. Really wise. It was very wise, and that's why Oliver is going to be great at this job, mm-hmm. even though we're sad the best might might not be not there be anymore. there anymore. <laughs> um, not the best wasn't good. But he can, he can still, even though he's in that posi- high position now, he can still give his word of wisdom to anyone who needs it. Yeah. He's kind of there as like a guidance counselor. He's Absolutely. like, come here, my little children. <laughs> um, he also tells them they need to go back to the house and apologize to the wife because she wants an apology. 
in person. Of course, Duncan, again, talks well, Andy into letting him go in. Well, he has to redeem himself, so that I could let him do. I was like, yeah, because he's the one that messed it up in the beginning. I just would have been so nervous that he was going to screw it up again. I wouldn't have been able to sit in the car. I would have been like... I was like, what possible things could happen now to ruin this? Yeah. Oh, he goes inside and wife's not home. But hey, there's the suspect right there. I, it was amazing how he couldn't pick that up. <laughs> like, He's been talking to him for a good minute, minute and a half, and he couldn't pick up any of the weird signs that that dude was giving off. It's my like, fav- Dude, he's obviously suspicious. Yeah, my favorite was when he goes, oh, I'm starting to put this together now. You're the one who killed him. And it's like, oh, oh, what? round of applause. We got that the two minutes ago. It. <laughs> wow. It's sad that we got it before the rookie did. Yeah, he's like, oh, wait, wait a minute. I get it now. Like, you're the guy. Um, and so they, you know, kind of, he almost has the guy cuffed because he's got him, you know, one hand back there. And yeah. then as soon as, like, he just ran his mouth a little too much. A little too much, yeah. And then that's when the guy freaks out and... There's a case full of there's a thing full of swords just right just there in there. the house and all the he, random facts artifacts over there. Yeah, he pulls a sword out and then <laughs> you know Duncan pulls his gun out and we already know Duncan is a shoot first, ask questions later kind of cop. Yeah. So you know they're in this standoff. Luckily, um, Andy hears over the radio. Yeah. You know that you know they know exactly who they're looking for. The kind of car, car. he's driving. She sees the car in the driveway and immediately knows that something's up. Up and goes inside. And I love that she immediately told Duncan to put his gun down because mm-hmm. she she heard what he said earlier. Yeah. And she's I'll like, shoot. she's like, put it down now. Put it put it in your holster. I got this. And you know she just takes out her gun. Pops a piece in and just like, so let's talk. Yeah. You know? Because even before that, when they were in the car, she was like, you're not even going to try to talk the victim down or the, the suspect yeah. down. And then we saw that in this situation, like she was going to talk to him because Andy's known for talking people out of messy situations. Yep. And she does a great job. She, she you know, she sends Duncan over to find the ring, you know, because this guy sold his dad's like 1918 something ring um, hockey ring ring, pawned it pawned it for a hundred dollars and the owner was selling it the bids were up to like 18,000 or a lot um 10,000 dollars but he was selling it for 10,000 people were buying it for more yeah people were buying it for more so i mean this guy you know it hadn't been 30 days yet. He, His dad started crying about it when he found out. He's like, mm-hmm. I just want to get this ring back for my dad. Um, Duncan's able to find it in the house, and Andy kind of trades him. You know, I'm going to give you the ring, but I also have to arrest Turn you. Human. Yeah, and, you know, it's in that moment that Duncan sees that, you know, talking can actually work and be mm-hmm. a good thing. And so that's how he learned his lesson. Yeah, and the poor owner yeah. got the, you know, he died. <laughs> But he didn't sound like a very good person. No, he didn't. He screwed Um, over a lot of people. But in fairness, he did the, you know, the guy, Ray, I think his name. Yeah. Ray was the one who pawned the ring. I mean, and if you're the the pawn owner, you do have that right to sell stuff. Yeah. If if it's worth its value, that it was, you know, that's your right. Yeah. So, 
I mean, you know, they get back to the precinct later and Andy's just, you know, tells them, you know, like, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to write you up. It depends on how much you annoy me, <laughs> you know, which is like her getting back to like fun. And she's like, you know, tomorrow will be better. better. And he even tells, you know, the guys on their way out. He's like, you know, after he takes another selfie with them. Um, this guy's like obsessed with taking pictures with people. Such a twenty-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's like the self-awareness of the po- of the demographic that's probably watching this show. <laughs> that has would probably do that. Like a rookie now would completely do that. Yeah, a rookie four years ago maybe not. The times change a lot. Yeah, I was like, I I couldn't imagine Andy on her first day. Going up to like Shaw and be like, "Hey, can you take a picture? Can I take a picture of getting into the cruiser? Like, could you imagine those guys? Like, Shaw would have been like, "No, get your butt in the car. Like, let's, let's go. go." Yeah. So I just I love that they kind of incorporated that, but I did kind of feel bad for Duncan because you know, not that everyone was trying to avoid him, but he are, but you know, he's like, "Hey, let's go grab a drink," and everyone's like, "No, I'm good." Yeah. And the poor rookie who's trying to make friends but didn't yet. Yeah, hasn't yet. And then his stepdad comes into the locker room and is like, How was your day? And you can just tell that they clearly have a relation of past. Mm-hmm. And some tension. Some there. tension there. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out and, you know, what kind of comes from that. Yeah. Um, and then you know, we have Tracy who was trying our Sam. Let's talk about Sam and his sister. Yes. Um. So we find out. This was surprising, I will say. Yes. Sam's dad was maybe not that great of a person. No. And Sam has had a hard time dealing with that and getting over it. He just is angry about it. His sister has learned to forgive and forget. And tolerate. And tolerate. What has happened to mom was my question. I don't know. I thought that too because, all right. So, we saw the, all the first episodes and that build up. Hey, this I've n- I haven't talked to him, my brother in two years. I don't know him. You know, we're we're not brother and sister. And then we didn't even see any interaction in the first episode. I was like, can we see at least one scene of them? Like, what are you doing here? You know, some kind of rift that's going on to yeah. establish that they don't have the best relationship. And then we see in the second episode, the first scene actually together. Like, Sam wakes up and he's all happy. And she's like, yeah, okay, what?" I'm like, How, it, what's their relationship like? Are they really fighting right now? Because they seem okay with each other. I feel like they are fighting, but because of the circumstances, they were able to forget that they were fighting for that moment. Because, you know, she came here, he's in the hospital, and they're mm-hmm. trying to play nice. Because then, I mean, by the end of it, it takes a turn where... You know, Sam calls her by, you know, her pet name, her little nickname that he had. And she's like, don't call me that. And he's like, I always call you that. And she's like, we're not only family can call me that or something along those lines. (laughs) Knock, knock. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? And then no No one. one. (laughs) I was like, ooh, burn. (laughs) Yeah, she just walks away. You got him, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the worst. It's like she's walking out of his life again. Uh, Again. But, okay, so I was just questioning the relationship. And uh, we we know that Sam, he's a very mysterious guy. Mm-hmm. And we don't know, you know, what's going on in his mind. And they clearly made that made that point. And, but then he's saying, saying that we don't know the father. Well, we really don't know Sam either. Yeah. 
So what happened to the father? I, I maybe this might be a prediction. I'm thinking that maybe something happened with the parents, and like the father and Sam got into a fight, and then Sam walked away from the family, and the sister might not have known about it. Maybe I'm putting his dad down as a drunk, abusive person. Yeah, who wasn't ever around or there for them, or drug and and when he like. Because she said, when I go visit dad, I he reads the paper. So it makes me think that he's somewhere, like, being taken care of. So maybe he's in, like, a medical center or something, a rehabilitation mm-hmm. type of place. So maybe, like, when things got bad for him and, like, his liver started failing or something, then his dad, you know, needed them and wanted, you know, forgiveness and has is sobered up and wants to make amends. And his sister was able to forgive and Sam wasn't because yeah. of the past. Because Sam's... I'm assuming Sam's the older sibling, and it's usually the older sibling who has to deal with the parent more because, you know, they're older, they're trying to protect the younger sibling and mm-hmm. shelter them from a lot of what's happening. So that's what I kind of picked up from it. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, it just, it explains why he's so dark and broody yeah. all the time and mysterious. Kind of, but I don't think it's... Maybe it's just because we don't know enough about the situation and why yeah. Sam really is the way he is. We know that he had a broken family, but now I want to expand more on that. Yeah. And I also want them to expand more on Tracy and um, her situation because she's, like, all about having this eight-hour day, eight-hour day so that she can get um, back to uh, Leo mm-hmm. and, you know, stop breaking her promises. And, I mean, she accomplishes it for, like, that one day, but is one day enough to make up for all the others? No, it's not. But she is making the conscious effort to constantly be there for Leo when needed. And and if they are going to go through this custody battle, she has to prove that right now she's making the effort to be there for Leo whenever she he needs her. Yeah. So she, she is, because she's always had that struggle with work and personal life, and now she's really focusing on her personal life. Good for her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just hope that she can keep it up because, I mean... We're going to find more about Yeah, this we're going to find slave. out more about this Dexter guy. And we're going to... It's all going to come... It's all going to come out in the end. Absolutely. And then Dove and Chris and that skanky girl. <laughs> I can't believe he actually called her at the end of the episode. Yeah, he did. I mean... I mean, I guess I can believe it because, I mean, she was. they were clearly like flirting but it together if he starts bringing that one around i'm just i mean he sh- yeah. he needs to go like online dating or Chris, something he could do so much better he just brings home the worst girls yeah he could do so much better he's such a nice guy yeah and i get it you know he's still like recovering from you know his whole like you are not the father totally called we kept screaming it to you chris you weren't listening every single after show um but, you know, that doesn't mean you need to go, like, skank yourself out. Maybe him and Nick need to <laughs> go out and have, out. like, a or, single bros night out. Okay, in fairness, maybe Diaz is just hidden whatever he can get. <laughs> I mean, sorry to be but so crude. Look at him. He's hot. He could hit he anything. But maybe he just needs someone to, you know, stress relief. <laughs> stress relief. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Just Besides his hand? <laughs> <laughs> and you just went there. I said it. <laughs> Um, was there anything else from this episode that you wanted to touch on? Um, I think that was it. I mean, I love how 
the second episode was the more the standalone kind of episode mm-hmm. that the, there's the one or two cases that we figure out and then that's everyone's day. And, you know, I really do like those standalone episodes. Yeah. And I think it was good to have, especially since they were doing the back-to-back thing, because the first episode was so intense and hardcore and emotional that, I mean, this one, you kind of needed the comedic relief of Duncan just screwing up left Left and and right right. (laughs) um, to kind of, you know, take your mind, like, ease you back into the show a little bit. Because it started off and you're like, oh, my gosh. Comedy. So. And also, Sam and Andy, they're they're on a friendly yeah. basis now. Well, but really, by really the end of it, you know, Sam's sister kind of tells Andy, like, you know, you never know with that one. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden now she's like, I need time. I need time. I have to think about this. Yeah, I have to think about things. So now all of a sudden, mm. maybe there's trouble in paradise. I hear Nick's still available. He is still available. Um, I also hear that Marissa has some news and <laughs> gossip for us. I do. Alright, so Missy Peregrim she secretly wed her longtime boyfriend, Zachary Levi. I didn't even know they were dating! Me neither! Like, no one knew they were dating! Me neither! What? That's awesome. I That's, mean, like, congrats. Also, I hate you, Missy, because he's so hot. <laughs> and he actually has been here in studio. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Good for her. Okay, so, yeah, she wed her longtime boyfriend and the newlywed. Both took to their Twitter accounts to announce the news. And a couple days ago, that actually on June 9th, she wrote, Hey, Zachary Levi, great job at the Tonys, a real babe alert. How about we grab coffee and talk about your dreams and goals? So that was her first text. And then the second one was from Levi. He, he said, Hey, thank you. Name the time and place. I'll bring my own mug. Not my typical move, but I'm feeling like taking a chance. And it, this is like their way of, flirtation Flirting. i guess over twitter but that actually had a double meaning because in the third one they uh she missy peregrine tweeted a picture of her new husband wearing matching mr and mrs hoodies and the tweet said that coffee date was unreal at zachary levi hashtag married in maui oh my gosh that picture so that was the coat let's get yeah, married that picture was so cute loved it it was so cute i don't know how they've kept this a secret for the from the world for so long i mean but wow. kudos to them and congratulations and so oh, cute i want to go to maui same here <laughs> like next time invite me i mean come on or yeah. at least tell the world yeah we're gonna tell have the world so there's gonna be a million paparazzi around <laughs> to watch that <laughs> i mean so good for them uh congratulations to the newlyweds yeah i mean Great, great way to start your season. I mean, yeah. that, that's some serious promotion. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she did it out of love, but the timing was very convenient. Yeah. And that's it for news. Okay. Well, then let's get into our predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, so, for the preview for next week, mm-hmm. we saw that Wes is back. And oh, we didn't even trouble. say that, you know, Chloe and Dove had that talk where Chloe was like, look, he was possessive and yes. I kind of let him control, control me. me and I was not good with him. I was not happy. So now he's back and kind of 
possessive, like, you took something from me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, snaps. And it looks like we're having, like, a fight club night or something. Yeah, like the, the angle of the room that they yeah. were standing in. It looked like a bathroom. Like, is there a fight about to be yeah. going down? And then there's, like, the boxing ring where it looks like Nick's in there and then Swarick's in there. Fight night. Yeah, Swarick. fight night. Swarick just got out of the hospital. He shouldn't be up there. Yeah, but it's fight night. It's fight night. No, I, I thought it was uh, uh, Nick. Uh, Nick was fighting. Nick was, was there, Swarick but then the by the end, Swarick like fell down ah okay by the end and that andy's over in fast. the corner so i don't know if the editing's making us think that they're fighting each other and possibly fighting over andy fighting over a girl or you know but who do you think is would tricky. win who do you think would win Ooh, i mean i think nick is Nick's... pretty mad right now he could win yeah i was like take that fury that... harness it mm. And he's got that Sam. like military background, and oh. he's he's angry. He's younger and a little quicker than Swarek, you know. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I don't think Nandy and uh, Nick and Andy are over. No, I want to see more action between them. Yeah, two. I was like, it was things were just getting fun with them, so I don't think it can be over yet. Yeah, and also uh, in another. Um, I did have one more news, but uh, to to go off of that, you know how last year they made that. Yes, more news. <laughs> news extended. Um, they did have the webisodes last yeah. year. Well, they're making more webisodes for this season, and this all the episodes in this webisode is called Stakeout. So they're all doing a stakeout right oh. now. And uh, part one, two. Um, part one was Tracy and, and Diaz, you know, and it was just Tracy talking about her concerns with Leo and the custody battle going on. And then the second part was Nick and Dove, and uh, Dove was like, Chloe is married? I can't <laughs> believe this. And, you know, and, uh, you know, just them talking about everything that's going on. So we do have to keep up with the webisodes yeah. for this season. I will definitely So have just to. part one and two. So next week will be part three. All so, right. Yeah. Well, guys, that just about ends our time with you for this week. Um, make Fun. sure you, yeah, make sure you guys tweet us and check out our iTunes. Subscribe to us there. Leave us a comment on YouTube. Um, we love to hear your theories about what you think is going to happen next. Are Andy and Nick going to get back together? Andy and Swarek, whose team are you on? We're back. Yeah, we're back. And we're going to be here all season. So, season, Marissa. Season five. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. I actually just posted a really funny TBT <laughs> photo. So, go check it out. I'm yes, so proud of this one. Um, and make sure you follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 